You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 803 on this Wednesday night. Great to have you with us. Uh, you know, a lot of questions, a lot of unknowns. Uh, but this whole Josh Boyle thing, uh, it stinks to absolute high heaven. And, uh, you know, the question, how did Boyle, a questionable guy, with a questionable story about being kidnapped by terrorists who was, you know, has questionable ties to terror and now facing 15 charges dating back to allegations this past October. I mean, how did he get a private, cozy photo op with our prime minister on December 18th? This is one of those, you know, who knew what and when. So did the RCMP know about the investigation? Did they drop the ball? Did Trudeau ignore warnings? But what value could a photo op like this give other than to, you know, maybe further fuel his narrative that Trudeau is soft on terror? I just don't know. But let's get some answers from someone who has some insight that likely we haven't heard about Josh Boyle and his thoughts on uh, our prime minister um, meeting with him. Lee Humphrey joins me now. He's the president of James International Security. Hi, thanks for joining us. Yeah, very good to talk to you tonight. You had a chance meeting with Josh Boyle and his wife, his American wife, right before uh, he was kidnapped. What's your takeaway uh, of that meeting and your takeaway on his meeting with Mr. Trudeau over the holidays? Well, just to, to be clear, I met with him. I had no idea he even had a wife. It was never mentioned, but you're very correct. It was a chance meeting in Afghanistan at an expatriate restaurant. He uh, he had been talking to some American fellows about his ideas of uh, going backpacking or hiking uh, in in the provinces, in Wardak province, in the mountains. And they knew I was a Canadian. I was waiting for some other colleagues to show up for dinner, and uh, they asked me if I could talk to this guy, Canadian to Canadian, and convince him that it was not a bright idea. And what was his reaction when you said that? Well, he... Uh, he was pretty arrogant about it. He he, uh, he he believed that as a devout Muslim that he was uh, he was going to be looked after um, and by Allah. Uh, I, I used the uh, the Arabic phrase inshallah, and he said exactly, uh, which essentially means you know it's God's will. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, you're crazy, you're crazy, dude. You know, um, you're nuts to try and do this. A few years ago, it would have been okay, um, but not today. They're they're killing folks. They're kidnapping folks. They don't care if you've converted. Uh, it's a bad idea. And and he said, you know, look, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I have faith. I'm going to do this. And and I went, okay, whatever, fill your boots. Um, and I, I moved on. And, and my friend showed up, and we all had a, a bit of a chuckle about it because we just thought he was a fool. What was his ultimate goal? Did he, you know, actually want to backpack, or was his goal then to get, you know, infiltrated in with one of the the uh, rogue groups, uh, the Taliban groups in the area? You know what? I didn't even once once I realized that this guy was just a naive fool. Um, I didn't even attempt to to establish why he would do such a foolish thing. I really got the sense that that he was a devout Muslim, and he felt that. He was going to go out and work amongst or be amongst other Afghans, other Muslims, and that, you know, he would be protected by Allah. And that would be that. Um, I, I didn't even bother to talk to him about his motives because he, he just seemed completely uh, out of touch with reality 
uh, about what was uh, what what could possibly happen to him. So he then, uh, I guess, departs to go on his journey, um, and then you learn of his kidnapping. Uh, did you have any involvement in getting him freed? Absolutely not. Um, I uh, I do uh, kidnap for ransom response uh, in a pro bono way for other families. Um, but uh, in his case, I had absolutely nothing to do with it other than the fact of the day he was released. I received uh, some phone calls from friends I've, I have in Washington, D.C. that sort of laid out the background to uh, his rescue mission and how it went down and why it went down and the fact that Trudeau and our foreign minister were kept in the dark because of their previous uh, actions to thwart rescue missions in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. When, when I mean, look, this is a uh, Josh Boyle is connected to Omar Khadr, uh, not just uh, acting as a spokesperson for the family back in in two thousand six, two thousand seven, but he was married to Khadr's sister, who is a a terrorist sympathizer. Had Osama bin Laden at her wedding. I mean, this is a guy who has questionable links to terror activity. Is that accurate? I'd say he is one of these folks that's on the periphery of actual terrorism. So he is by far and away a supporter and an enabler uh, and a proponent of jihad being a reasonable action to take. And so your reaction when you see him sitting with the prime minister in his office with his family uh, over the holidays? Well, I have to say my first thought was of the Hall and Ridsdale families, uh, who I've stayed in close contact with through some of their uh, challenges, and the challenges they face trying to get the Prime Minister's attention. I thought about veterans who have attempted to uh, get the Prime Minister's attention uh, to no avail, and I thought about uh, all the people in Canada that have tried to get the Prime Minister's attention for their various causes. And the, sh- the idea that this gentleman uh, warranted a private meeting in the Prime Minister's office with his family was beyond stunning to me. And so not just that, but at the time, he would have been under investigation for allegations dating back to October. He's since been charged on 15 counts, very serious charges of sex assault, assault, forcible confinement. Um, that investigation would have been underway at that time. What's your sense of what happened? Did the RCMP fail to do a background check here? I mean, how did this guy, under investigation with these questionable ties, get this private audience with the Prime Minister? Well, if you think about some of the Prime Minister's actions, whether it's uh, taking a private charter aircraft, whether it's uh, going you know, underground, if you will, during holidays, it doesn't seem like he follows the RCMP uh, security details recommendations a whole lot or cares about them. So, you know, I I get the sense that I'd be shocked if a professional organization, and they are professional, um, his, his, the protection detail that protects the prime minister and some of the key ministers um, and their families, uh, if they did not know about this, I'd be absolutely stunned. Uh, so my best guess, and it's strictly a guess based on past, uh, you know, the prime minister's past actions, was that he just didn't care. This was a PR photo opportunity for him to take, uh, you know, and, and I don't think many Canadians realize that the, the Trudeau government was absolutely kept into the dark until approximately two hours into the rescue mission. 
for very good reasons. So, you know, I think he was trying to play catch up here and make it look like he had some involvement in, in this uh, release of a, of a hostage or, or so we thought as a hostage. Okay, and so you've got a prime minister who is being, you know, I've heard interviews, whether it's on uh, other um, publications around the world, who are starting to criticize his stance on terror. He is becoming known as soft on terror. So what kind of um, message does it then send out as far as speaking to your experience to, you know, other terror groups uh, seeing this guy sitting in the prime minister's office with his kids bouncing off his lap? I mean, does does it send any message of propaganda, anything? Well, I, I certainly don't think it sends a very good message at all. And, and I mean, his, his stance on the return of ISIL fighters, uh, you know, when I was in London a, a few weeks ago, it was just baffling that, that Canada would not seek to arrest, if not attempt to kill in theatre, but seek to arrest upon return. Um, and the British are have, struggling with that greatly right now, but they're doing their very best to try and, and nab these folks because they recognize the actual damage these people can do. And that these aren't, these aren't simple jihadists that, you know, went over mm. there and, and, you know, were a bit twisted up and, and got confused and realized it was, you know, beyond, uh, beyond normal jihad and, and came home. These are folks that truly bought the, uh, bought into the, the entire thing and they are not uh, good actors, and it will, there will not be a good outcome here. And, and the prime minister is being incredibly naive and putting us all at risk uh, in doing so. Well, look, the, the, the relationship, according to Mr. Boyle, who tweeted it out during the visit, he, that they go back to 2006, and at that time he would have been acting as a spokesperson for the Cotter family. I mean, they go back a number of years. I can't imagine that they were comparing notes on Star Wars. Yeah, well, maybe they were comparing uh, socks. I, I don't know. Um, the Prime Minister certainly has an interesting choice of, of uh, allies in the world from Cuba to China. And uh, his attempts to uh, re-engage with Iran, despite the fact that a Canadi- it was a Canadian woman that was murdered, beaten to mm-hmm. death, while in Iranian custody that, that had to shutter her embassy in the first place. So he has a different take, uh, for sure, on... The concept of rehabilitation, even of the the most uh, heinous of jihadis. Do you question his judgment? Every day. Uh, You know, I hate to be blunt, but every day I do. Um, Whether it's on issues affecting Canadians here at home or whether it's on issues affecting Canadians abroad, um, he, he seems to pick the wrong team at every opportunity. Does this warrant uh, an investigation uh, into how he got in? Uh, what did the RCMP know? I mean, wh- does this call, uh, because the opposition will make a lot of noise about this, but do you think that this warrants that kind of uh, investigation? Well, I, I would suggest that the RCMP will be doing an internal investigation to determine who made the decision uh, to move forward with this. Did they have the right information from the Ottawa City Police? If they didn't, why did they not? Yeah. Um, so I, I'd, I'd be shocked if, if there's not an internal investigation uh, ongoing. Uh, now, whether that ever becomes public is, is extremely doubtful. Um, you know, that would be something they would keep uh, close to the vest and, and uh, would take the best of uh, the best of investigative reporters, I think, to dig into that and find out the, the truth behind the matter. But uh, it certainly, certainly warrants uh, an investigation into how a gentleman of this stature under investigation, recently returned. The U.S. intelligence services are convinced that he was not there 
simply as a tourist or, or to hike or explore um, and why the Prime Minister uh, or his office would ignore all of that and invite him in. Um, it's, it's simply baffling. Yeah, the very costly photo op. I have to let you go there. I wish I could talk for another hour. I appreciate it so much for you joining us. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. We'll have you back on. That's Lee Humphrey uh, talking about uh, obviously an issue that he's been watching very closely, but just stunning that we're learning these details that the prime minister's office is apparently very quiet about now. We'll continue following this.